Thanks for checking out this message from River Valley Church in Boise, Idaho. We hope that it encourages you and inspires you. For more messages like this, make sure to check out our podcast. And for more content from River Valley, go to our website, rivervalleyboise.com. Enjoy this message. Hey, good morning, River Valley. We're so glad that you're joining us today. Uh, it's a beautiful time here in Idaho, beautiful springtime. And uh, we have just um, been going through this series on bold. And today is our final day in the series. And uh, we've got a, a little special thing for you today. Today we get to have a conversation with Pastor Danny Schultz from Sun City Church in Spokane. He's a great friend of River Valley. In fact, he was just with us this last fall. And uh, I coerced him into joining us in a conversation about bold. Uh, so we're going to take a little time today and uh, do that together. Pastor Danny, thank you so much for joining us, uh, jumping on on the old Zoom call with us here. Uh, I'd much rather have you here in person, but we're so glad that you joined us uh, on Zoom. How are you and your family doing? We're doing really good, man. It's an honor to be with you and so good to be able to speak to you all, River Valley Church. It's um, as much as it's fun to be there in person, it's also really easy to jump on a Zoom call and, and just connect a little bit. So I think this is awesome. Awesome, man. Well, thanks again for joining us. How, how's your family and how's the church of Spokane doing? It's doing really well. You know, Spokane has not been an area that's been hit very hard by COVID. Mm. Um, our neighbors on the other side of the state in Seattle have been going through a lot of crisis and challenge, and um, we are affected by all the same regulations as they are. So right. Spokane, despite not having a lot of COVID activity, has had a lot of shutdown. And uh, that's kept the whole community very safe and pretty free from disease. You know, there are, of course, some cases and it, it's affecting people. But uh, by and large, everyone's doing well. The church is doing well. Um, we are working hard to stay connected and love <laughs> each other and figure out what God wants through all this. Yeah, for sure. I think that is the, the question of the day of how to stay connected. And, and uh, I love watching what you guys are doing in Spokane, just with Sun City and, and so many of your other connections and relationships. You guys set such a great example, I think, for the body of Christ. And, and once again, I just appreciate you taking some time with us today. We've been in a series, you and I talked a little bit about this, a series, um, and we entitled it Bold. And really what we've been talking about is the examples of Scripture of what we see bold living in this Christian faith like. And we've got to talk a, about a lot of different ones throughout scripture. And I asked if you'd just take a little bit of time and kind of journey with us as a church as we continue to unpack and explore. This is really kind of the capstone for us. We're finishing out this week. Um, but would you just take a few minutes and talk with us a little bit about some spaces in scripture for you uh, that really stand out to you as, as beautiful examples of what it means to live a bold life, uh, what that looks like in some, some really tangible senses. Yeah. Well, man, I love that question. What a great series that you guys are in. And I love your, your key verse about how when the people saw the boldness of Peter and John, yeah. they knew that although they were ordinary men, these guys had been with Jesus, they were turning the world upside down. And, Come on. And man, I, I just, I so resonate with the boldness of the disciples. I think I've been thinking about that a lot in, uh, in this season. We're really working on, in our church, what does it look like to follow Jesus with boldness? Um, what are the, the characteristics? in the practices of somebody that boldly follows Christ in the 21st century. Um, but I've been thinking about how Peter specifically, 
he was a bit of a vacillator when it became came to boldness. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, one, totally. day, one moment he's like boldly walking on the water. And then the next moment in fear, he's sinking in the water. And Jesus <laughs> is having to pull him up. One moment he's declaring, Jesus, I'll die with you. I'll go to the cross. And then the next moment he's cowering in front of like the middle school girl who is. Oh, man. So he's like, wants to be bold, but then he's not always bold like he wants to be. And yeah. I think um, when I think about the season that we're in with Corona, uh, man, that, that might just describe a lot of us in this season. Yeah. I know for me, I have had some vacillation in the past three, four weeks. Some days I wake up just seeing all the opportunity and <laughs> the favor and we're going to be fine and this is going to be better and we're going to grow and the gospel is going to spread everywhere and this is our time and then other days like I wake up and I'm just like this sucks and I want to see people and I miss my church and church online is not the same oh come on man you know you just like go back and forth and and vacillate and I think it's important to recognize that uh, disciples that follow Jesus yeah that, that happens to them as well um, but what I love about Peter's story, and it's represented in many of Jesus' disciples, but Peter, he, he just leaves everything to follow uh-huh. Jesus. He leaves the boats. He leaves the nets. He leaves this life that he built. And uh, I think it just so represents boldness. And, and I think that's what we need in our lives. Like, God, if you're calling me, nothing can hold me back. Lord, mm. if you want me to go, I'm going to do whatever you say. I'm going to boldly charge into my future um, as I respond to your call. And uh, so that's the the character that I've been thinking a lot about. I know he's been at the center of your series. So I was really resonating with that. Yeah. Yeah, man. I just, I love how, uh, just how you painted that right there. Cause that, that vacillating feel, I think we've all experienced that in this season. Um, Just the highs and lows of the unknown around us and yet wanting to live lives so full of faith and expectation and yet dealing with the very human component of the unknown in this. And man, I, I love, I love Peter. He, he is a beautiful example of, of that to us. Um, how, how do you think, um, cause I, I know you and I've talked a little bit about, you know, like the example that Peter sets, how do you think that's impacted your life specifically from a living standpoint? How, how, do, how is that translated or does it translate for you in this current season, but also as you, you look forward a little bit, because we're all, we're growing in this space, right, of boldness. Um, well, how's that impacted you? Well, I think what we see in Peter, despite his vacillation, so it, it's, it's helpful for me, like we're not going to get it right all the time, but what I want to do is be a bold risk taker, mm. like Peter was a bold risk taker. Yeah. Because the rest of the disciples are staying in the boat, Peter's the one going, if that's you, Lord, call me out onto the water. And even if the record of it is that he's, he fell in at the end, like he's still the one that stepped out and believed God yeah. and took a big risk. And one of the passages of scripture that recaptured my heart this year was the parable of the talents mm. and how the master comes back to reconcile what these guys did, right? He gave one servant, one talent, one servant, three talents, and one servant, five talents. And the guys with the three and the five, they go out and they invest and they double the money and they bring it back and then the master connects with the servant who 
what he did was take what the master had given him, safely bury it in the ground. <laughs> so it's not like he went out to the casino and gambled it. Right. It's not yeah. like he spent it on prostitutes like other parables that Jesus talked about. Like he actually took perfect care of what had been in, entrusted to him. Yeah. And he returned to the master exactly what he had received. Mm -hmm. And the master's response was that he was a wicked and lazy servant. Whew despite the fact that he brought back in good, what we would consider good stewardship. Yeah. And this year I, I felt such a, uh, just such a stirring that God's call upon disciples is to boldly take risks. Come on. And in, and put into play what God has entrusted us with and risk for the sake of the gospel. And so that's, that's something that's really characterizing um, what I'm thinking a lot about in this season with Corona. Yeah. Um, the, the safest thing is for us to just play it safe, hold everything, Come try on. not to spend any money, try not to do anything. Um, but there actually are incredible opportunities in this season. If we'll open our eyes, pay attention to the leading of the Holy spirit and have the boldness to take calculated wise risks. Yeah. But we got to be careful because sometimes our cowardice, we try to, we try to dress that up as wisdom. Right. But really, we're just afraid. And so we're playing it ultra conservative. Ooh. Hello. When God says, no, there's great opportunity for increase yeah. and blessing and progress, like more than anything, progress in the gospel. Yeah. Um, now's, now there are those opportunities. And so we got to step out even when we feel afraid and take some bold risks. That's yeah. what we're trying to do at Sun City right now. That's what Jamie and I are trying to do with our own life. Yeah. Um, let's, let's make sure and see these and go, go boldly through them. Dude, that, that is such a powerful statement you just said right there of how oftentimes we cloak our, our cowardice with the, the cloak of wisdom. And man, I just, you know, obviously we, we know what the word of God speaks about wisdom. And there's not, I don't think there's anybody that's, that's trying to steer clear of wisdom in our life. But wisdom doesn't mean we don't take risks, right? And I just love that phrase that you use there because I think that's a, that could almost be like a definition of bold living, right? Um, it's just leaning into that. Um, and yeah, we, we, we know you, you guys are doing this, seeking the face of God, being in the word of God, allowing him to set a, a good foundation for us. But there's so much unknown that's surrounding us right now that it presents a very uh, unique opportunity for us to live some bold lives um, out of the place of taking some risk in that. And, and I, think, uh, I think that's one thing I've discovered as we've been really diving into this series is there is no bold living without taking risks. There, there, there's no such thing, right? Like that Peter was the only guy that got out of the boat. That's what made it bold in that moment, right? Um, when you see a prostitute approaching Jesus, like that was a bold moment that transformed her life forever. Um, and, and I just, we, we look at this all throughout scripture. If Moses didn't live with some faith and boldness in what God had told him to do, they would have never walked across the, the, the sea, right? There would just never have been that opportunity. And, and I just think we have grown up in a church age and culture where it's, for lack of better terms, been pretty comfortable, pretty easy for yep. us. And so we're now entering a season where it's very uncomfortable, yep. and very different, and not what we're accustomed to, which requires us either to respond to that boldly, or like you said, man, let our cowardice be be disguised in the words of, of wisdom or the cloak of wisdom.
And we have to be really careful because the message of the day is stay safe. Yeah. Play it safe. Yeah. Home. And, and I'm not saying you should just foolishly go out right. and get sick or ignore the government's leading, but there is a there's a, a broad message mm-hmm. um, that is trying to emphasize the need for safety and security. Yeah. And we can we can falsely believe that our safety and our security is in ourselves or our behavior yeah. or what we do it. And the truth is, um, that is just, it's just a false, right? Belief. Like our, our security is in the Lord. And the truth is I'm not living for financial security. I'm not living for, uh, health security. I'm not living for relational security. I'm living my life to be obedient to Jesus. Yeah. And so in all of your decision-making in this time, you have to be careful to run it through a filter of faith and obedience. What has mm-hmm. God told me to do? What, what's he speaking to me? What, what does love look like? Not how can I be safe? How can I play it careful? Yeah. Like if we're not careful, the church will take some big steps back during this season, yeah. or we can step up and take some massive step forward in faith and obedience. Yeah. And well, that sets me up for, just a question that's burning me. So, so what is this season ahead? We're talking about risk. We're talking about some opportunities. What are some things that you're seeing specifically for your local church, um, but maybe in conversations that you're having in the greater uh, body of Christ, what are some opportunities that you're seeing that the church, we need to be aware of? Because we're talking about this right now as a church family. Um, we're, you know, it, it is easy just to lean into the safe side of things, uh, but God has called us to, to be bold. God has called us to, to follow him into some extreme circumstances and ways. What is that, what is that looking like for you guys? Yeah, uh, it's such an important question. Uh, I think maybe the most obvious answer that everyone would resonate with easily is uh, now is the time to be bold with the gospel um, to the people right around you that you know, your, yeah. your neighbors and your relatives and your friends and coworkers, people you're connecting with it's on Zoom. Um, there is a mass openness like never before. I was reading some statistics and studies this week that had just come out in April, so there's brand new, about how about half the nation actually considers the coronavirus a wake-up call from God to the nation, so we should return to him. Come on. One out of two people, that's what they think is going on right now. Uh, The the survey also said that 22% of non-believers, people that identify as non-Christian, are currently reading the Bible, watching church online, having spiritual conversations with their friends, and asking the question, like, does this have something to do with spiritual things? Are we in the end times? So there is a huge open door for the gospel um, now that I think we all probably sense and feel. So I, I think first and foremost, like, be bold with your witness. Come on. Um, care for people, love people do acts of kindness, all that, but like make sure the gospel comes to the forefront in this day, in this age. The other thing that maybe is a little more nuanced, and this is a big conversation that we're having as a church, and uh, I I know this is your heart at River Valley, but man, we're we're making some significant shifts at Sun City. Uh, What has happened to church life in the midst of COVID-19 is a minimizing of church programs and Mm. church platforms and actually a maximizing of personal calling and ministry. Whoa. So as, as much as I love church online and we are 
trying to get better at it and like working hard at it. And I, I love small groups and digital stuff on Zoom and we're trying to connect people and we are, we're seeing new people find out about us online and some cool stuff's taking place through the platform. We're not gonna stop doing those things. What is so evident to me is in, in the foreseeable future, what is God is going to raise up is every believer's responsibility to reach people and then help them take steps of discipleship. Come on. Yeah. Because be before COVID, maybe it was just easy for us to kind of develop some church programs and mm -hmm. here's our services and here's our small groups and here's our next steps track and here's how we serve and yeah. we tell you what to do and you do it. Uh, like so much of that is reorganized and disorganized and all over the board come on but guess what the mission of god remains the same so the call of god on every believer to make disciples remains the same and there is so much openness right around you to everyone you're already connected to and i would say that as we're watching church programming get minimized we're seeing individual calling responsibility anointing and grace maximized in this season like never before yeah. And uh, so that's, we're, we're investing like crazy in that as a church. Yeah. More, more leaders meetings, more equipping, more encouraging. And we're just like releasing and encouraging and inspiring people to really step up to the plate and make disciples and not rest on mm. just inviting people to church or small group. Come on, man. That is huge. I think that might be one of the biggest takeaways of the moment for us is that that space of the personal responsibility of life on life care and discipleship. And, uh, man, we, we've given that a lot of lip service, you know, in the body of Christ. Uh, but now it's becoming, uh, a, a reality that's moved to the forefront that if we don't do it, um, that we've totally missed, you know, part, the part of the major emphasis that God's put in this season. Yeah. Uh, Danny, got I, it. Go yeah, ahead. Man, well, I was just going to say, that's exactly what I think. And I, I think, I think God loves and appreciates what we do with services mm -hmm. and groups and ministries as a team organized and led by church staff all around the nation. Um, I don't think that's necessarily going away, yeah. but I do imagine what will happen as God brings the church through a season of personal ministry, personal responsibility, and a strength comes to every believer in the body of Christ. Then when COVID lifts in a, in a massive way, what kind of church will arise yeah. for a whole new harvest and a revival that God wants to bring? Like I have this sense, like our services are going to be more powerful than ever before, yep. but our discipleship and the, the actual substance of believers in the church is going to be at a whole new place to receive yeah. a harvest and a great awakening like that's the anticipation of my heart come on like, yeah. what if god brought a great awakening to our nation and what if this is the time that god is preparing his church to receive it like never before come on dude what a that's some of the best preaching i've ever heard out of you dude i'm just saying come on <laughs> <I'm excited. laughs> no it's so true it's so what god is doing right now and river valley i hope you're you're taking in uh, just the words that are being spoken here because this is what we've been talking about and this is what god has been stirring in us and really preparing i think the body of christ at, at, at large for is a, is a new season of really uh, discipling well loving well uh, without a doubt with the gospel the the forefront of that danny you were just talking about that a few minutes and we've got we've got people that are watching today um, that maybe have never made a decision for christ 
um, people who are joining because their friends invited them to jump online with us today and uh, are feeling some of the unsettledness of what's going on and maybe even some of the same questions that you we're just presenting and posing to us uh, about what's going on in these times. Is this a, a God thing? How do I respond to it? And uh, would you just take just a minute and um, help walk some of our hearts through that space? If, if, if somebody's watching right now and they have not begun a relationship with Christ, how do, how do you help them take those next steps? Yeah. Well, man, a scripture that's been so um, resonating in my heart just this week, Psalm 61 says, mm. Uh, it says, from the ends of the earth, I call to you when my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that's higher than I. Yeah. And uh, what, what hit me, I was just reading it, and the, the place that he cries out is from the ends of the earth. And I always read that like, is he far away when he's writing this? Is he in China or something? <laughs> but what I think it, it means is that he feels really far away from God. Like I am at a great distance. I'm calling out to you, God, from what feels like far away. And so if you're watching this right now and you feel far away from God, this prayer is for you. And he says, when my heart is overwhelmed, which is, which is where I think so many of us are, are facing right now. There's so much change. There's so much uncertainty. It's so overwhelming. And then he prays this, lead me to the rock that's higher than I. And, and there is a place in every person's life where we come to the end of ourself and we realize I don't got this all together. I'm not really in control of my life the way that I maybe thought I was. There is a place of solid ground that's exalted above mm -hmm. me. It's higher than me. It's smarter than me. It thinks bigger than me. And I, I need that in my life. And that, mm -hmm. that rock is Jesus. And for you to make a decision to say, Jesus, you are you're wiser, you're smarter, you're better, you're perfect, you're in control. And I want to trust my life. I want to place my life on that solid ground of Jesus Christ. That is the first step of following him and coming to a place where um, peace rules and reigns in your life. Hope begins to spring up out of your heart and you move past that place of overwhelm into that place of solidity. So all you got to do is pray a simple prayer. Say, Jesus, I'm inviting you in. Jesus, I'm receiving you. Jesus, I'm putting my trust in you. And God, I am going to follow after you with all of my heart. Anything I know to do, I'm going to do that. And what I love about River Valley is they, they are here to help you take steps. They make it very simple for you to know what to do next. But it all starts with a decision yeah. in your heart. I am going to follow Jesus. Jesus, come into my life. Save me. Forgive me. Wash me clean. Make me new. And I'm going to run after you. So that's your first step is pray that prayer. Come on. What a great word. If that's you this morning, we just want to encourage you to do that. Uh, just take a moment right here. And now you can do that right where you're at uh, to just invite uh, Christ to come and, and dwell in you, live in you, and, and walk with you. He, he wants to. That's the joy of his heart. Uh, Danny, thank you so much for just your time today. Uh, I appreciate you taking some time out of your schedule to be with us as a church. We love you so much. Would you uh, just take a moment, pray over uh, the church, and uh, just send us into our week well, uh, just with, with prayer? Absolutely. Father, I thank you for Pastor Tim and Emily and all of the team at River Valley and Father, the whole church there and Lord, everybody that's watching online, even people that would consider themselves new or just checking it out. God, thank you for everyone seeing this 
video today. And Lord, I pray the blessing of God mm. upon every single heart, every life, every family, every single person. Uh, God, we want to be those that are bold in our witness, bold with our faith. Lord, boldly take risks mm. and step out after what you called us to. And God, just put our lives boldly into your hands. Lord, help us when we vacillate. Help us when we're afraid. But God, we want to be those that honor you with our lives and live lives that are worthy of your name. Lord, we love you. And Lord, we thank you for strength and courage and a great amount of boldness, Lord, uh, that we would bring you glory. And Father, that people all across the Treasure Valley and all around the world would come to know you. We love you, Jesus. Thanks again for listening to this message. Do you know someone who'd be blessed by it? Make sure to share it with them this week.